Hello, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. My guest today is Dr. Peter Libby, who is a cardiology specialist at Brigham and Women's Hospital and the Malincrot Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School in Boston, Massachusetts. He will be discussing clonal hematopoiesis of indeterminate potential, or CHIP, and how it relates to atherosclerosis. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Libby. Can you give us an overview of clonal hematopoiesis of indeterminate potential, and why should cardiologists be interested in it? So over the last five years, a new cardiovascular risk factor has emerged. It's called clonal hematopoiesis of indeterminate potential, or CHIP for short. And it turns out to be not at all uncommon, age-related, potent, and independent, and is a predecessor of cardiovascular conditions such as myocardial infarction, stroke, uh, outcomes in patients with heart failure, and even outcome after having a transcatheter aortic valve replacement. So uh, this seems to be as far as we know today, a pan-cardiovascular risk factor that was totally unsuspected just five years ago. The name clonal hematopoiesis of indeterminate potential requires some explanation. Why is it indeterminate potential, and why are cardiologists interested in clonal hematopoiesis, which sounds like a hematologic problem or oncologic problem? Indeed, CHIP came to the fore as a cardiovascular risk factor because some very talented colleagues of mine who are in the hematology-oncology field, uh, notably Dr. Benjamin Ebert and Dr. Siddhartha Jaiswal, were interested in the origins of leukemia. I think most of us know that a lot of cancers and certainly leukemias are due to acquired genetic mutations. These are not mutations you inherit from mom or dad. They're somatic mutations that we accumulate over time. And in order to get a full-blown acute leukemia, you need to be unfortunate enough to get three or or four mutations that are drivers of leukemia in the same clone of cells. And what my, my colleagues did was to look in people who didn't have leukemia and ask the question, can you find individuals who have in their peripheral blood clones of leukocytes that don't have three or four mutations, but just one. And indeed, they found that there was a striking age-related increase in these clones of mutated leukocytes that circulate in the peripheral blood. And that by the time we're 70, uh, you have at least a 10% chance of having one of these clones that bears a mutation in a known driver gene for leukemia. Now, there are about 40-odd driver genes for leukemia that have been worked out through the years, but it turns out that these clones of leukocytes that uh, circulate in peripheral blood that are mutated actually bear mutations in only a handful of these known driver genes. Um, And as a matter of fact, most of them are in genes with the uh, euphonious names of TET2, or DMT3A. Now, why 
are we in cardiology interested in this or why should we be interested in it? Because it turns out that if you have one of these clones of leukocytes with one daughter mutation, your chance of, of evolving into acute leukemia is on the order of 0.5 to 1% per year. Most people who have these clones will never know it and will never develop leukemia, hence indeterminate potential. It's sort of like that monoclonal gammopathy of uncertain significance, MGUS, uh, where you can have a paraprotein spike. Uh, it's a risk factor for multiple myeloma, but most people who have it will never develop multiple myeloma. Same kind of thing with clonal hematopoiesis of indeterminate potential. Uh, but faced with this relatively modest risk of developing acute leukemia, there's a striking increase of almost twofold in cardiovascular risk. And so this really has opened up a new window on uh, the pathogenesis of cardiovascular disease because it turns out that if you have CHIP, the risk of cardiovascular disease that it confers is completely independent of our traditional risk factors, such as cholesterol and blood pressure and diabetes and smoking. Now, clearly, it's age-related, so it may be one of the reasons that we have this strong relationship between age and atherosclerosis or atherosclerotic events. But it looks like an independent, potent, and relatively common uh, risk factor that we really didn't even suspect uh, just five or six years ago. How would you diagnose or detect clonal hematopoiesis of indeterminate potential? You actually have to do gene sequencing. You can do sequencing of a limited number of genes, and uh, cancer centers around the world have these uh, hematologic panels that look at those 40-odd driver genes for leukemia, but it's not usually reimbursed and it's not routinely done. It's a specialized test, and in fact, uh, there's no reason to perform that kind of screening in the patients in a usual cardiology practice. Patients with CHIP can, can show up in a cardiologist's office in a couple of ways. One is if they've had cancer, have had chemotherapy, and have happened to have had genetic sequencing for their cancer and found to have CHIP. Uh, so this is a kind of patient we might encounter in the practice of cardio-oncology. And then there are people who are getting themselves sequenced, people who choose to uh, know about their risk and might uh, pay out of pocket to get uh, the kind of sequencing that can identify these genes. So those are the ways in which these people are presenting now. We're nowhere near a point where we'd recommend screening for, for CHIP, but it promises to really burst open a whole new area of understanding the pathophysiology of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease and allied conditions uh, because it was just off the radar screen completely until a few years ago. Uh, so it's not really a, a current and, and present problem for most practitioners, but it's something to keep your eye on because as sequencing becomes the norm, which it will as the cost drop, and as we have more information about the implications of various variants that we acquire, it's going to be actually part of our usual medical practice in the years to come. And I think that we'll be seeing many more people who are found to have CHIP. Now, the problem is we don't know what to do about it. So what I'm doing when I see patients who presented through either one of those portals that I suggested, either sort of the cardio-oncology portal or the worried well or get themselves sequenced, I'm 
really working with them with shared decision making, because of course we don't have any data on trying to really uh, tamp down the usual cardiovascular risk factors in the hope that that will reduce their chances of having one of the cardiovascular conditions which has been associated with CHIP. So it's not ready for prime time yet, but it's really interesting and it's something to keep your eye on. What other work has been done regarding CHIP and cardiovascular diseases? In the initial studies that I was fortunate to participate in with my uh, hematology oncology colleagues and with some very talented human geneticists at our partner institution, the Massachusetts General Hospital, that would be Sekar Kathavrisen, Pradeep Natarajan, and uh, Alexander Bick. Um, we really had a great chance to nail down myocardial infarction and stroke. Uh, but what other laboratories have done in the uh, last few years is look at other cardiovascular diseases. The work of uh, Stephanie Dimmler and Andreas Zayer in Frankfurt uh, really called attention to worsened outcomes in patients with heart failure, uh, which was totally off of the, uh, the list of usual suspects when we started this work. And just very recently, the same group showed that outcomes after uh, transcatheter aortic valve replacement are much worse if you have CHIP. And of course, since our uh, TAVR population tends to be elderly, CHIP is pretty common. The other interesting point is that it's looking like one of the ways in which CHIP mutations are driving cardiovascular disease is by boosting inflammation. And uh, we're on the dawn of an era where we can address uh, inflammation with specific therapeutics. And so I think the idea that we're going to be able to enter an era of personalized medicine where we can allocate particular anti-inflammatory therapies based on the appearance of these mutations is uh, going to be a real possibility that we're going to be studying over the next several years. So it's a wonderful new aspect of personalized or precision medicine, and it's based on these new findings uh, that relate to uh, variants and acquired mutations and cardiovascular risk. So it's a very exciting time. What is the key take-home message about clonal hematopoiesis of indeterminate potential and atherosclerosis? We really have mined our traditional risk factors, the ones that were identified in the Framingham study, for example, and many others, very extensively. And we have wonderful ways of dealing with them now. We have therapies that can drive the LDL, the density lipoprotein, protein, into the sub-basement. Uh, we have excellent antihypertensive therapies. We have uh, such good anticoagulants and antiplatelet agents that we can get people to bleed where we have to trade off the cardiovascular benefit from bleeding risk. So we've really done a very good job with the risk factors that are old familiar enemies. Um, but this is a whole new perspective. And I think that the bottom line is that this is very hopeful because I think if we study this condition of clonal hematopoiesis well, that we're going to be able to open the window on some new treatments that were unimagined and that will address the residual risk that we have, even in people who have well-controlled LDL, well-controlled blood pressure, diabetes under control, and smoking cessation. So I'm very optimistic that CHIP is going to teach us a lot about cardiovascular disease, and that it may 
open the door to new therapies going forward. Absolutely. Thank you again so much for speaking with me today, Dr. Libby. Yeah, well, it's great to be able to share these new data with my colleagues and uh, stay tuned for further developments. I think it's a, a very exciting new area.